welcome back to you batting around it's batting around it's a baseball podcast i am your co-host shane Austin. with me as always is lauren i'm lauren <laughs> and steven yep another sleepy podcast it seems like we this <laughs> sunday morning thing <laughs> I'm not, I don't think I'm sleepy so much as I'm just going through it. Yesterday was a lot. Yeah. Yesterday was big because first I in the morning, I uh, went to see Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, which which was, I thought, very good. I do. Uh, but also that. then I went Sweet. and watched a baseball game between the team from Occupied Pima and Maricopa Land versus the team from Occupied Cato, Wichita and Comanche Land. <laughs> and I, I was born on Occupied Maricopa Land. So, you know, obviously that means a lot to me. So just a lot to process. <laughs> In the wake of the three and a half hour movie about the sociopathic genocide of the of the United the American continent yeah. uh, from a master filmmaker of eighty years, yeah, good game, everyone. <laughs> Great note. <laughs> Start this on. So that reminds me of the thing like like Oklahoma, some like influencer. It's like she's like the the homesteader chef or oh, something. The pioneer woman. Like yes, that. you're talking about the pioneer woman. Oh, yes, pioneer yes. woman. Yes, where it's like the like, she... so people looked into it and they're like, yeah, actually. She, she, her family's like wealth directly comes from the stuff in that movie. She married into one of the families that owned like a trading post that would oh. sell Native Osage Native Americans a six dollars shirt for fifty or sixty dollars. Yeah, oh my god, that was the kind of that was that's that is where a lot of that fortune that she married into came from. Of right. course, the the pioneer woman <laughs> is like, how could she be anything else? Yeah, that's something that Mel- Melanie has been ye- yelling about for my sister has been yelling about for years and years and years. It's yeah, like, how's no one paying attention to this? I'm sure. I'm sure. But you can't fault it. Her lasagna recipe is pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I learned the trick to use uh, cottage cheese mixed with egg versus ricotta from her. So, you know. Yeah, point, I'm not a huge point fan in her of ricotta. Favor. <laughs> I find most lasagna has too much ricotta. It does. I don't like ricotta. No. I make my lasagna without it entirely. That's yeah. a, it's a good it's a good hack to do it with uh, cottage cheese and egg instead. Huh. She didn't invent that. She probably stole that too. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we can talk about that baseball game. <laughs> There's been a lot of baseball since. There's been so much baseball yeah. recorded. Yeah. It's 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 funny like how these have lined up. We get done recording on Sunday, and then the last couple of weeks, it's like, oh, there's a game that just happened, or one is happening now, and this is the first time that like there's not a game coming up for us tonight anyway. And then mm-hmm. we have just like every it feels like everything that happened earlier in this week is just like forever ago because it's the fucking yeah. World Series. No, it doesn't. <laughs> This is a little gripe I have actually about the World Series in particular and how people, baseball fans, respond on social media. Because like they'll look at like the Sports Center Instagram account, like oh they only did two baseball stories in the last twenty four hours, and like okay there were also like fifteen football games and like equal. (laughs) It's also like a bunch of teams had their like home opener in basketball. Like okay this is there's just there's more shit to for them to put on. That's really all that is I think. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when there's one series happening right now. Yeah, it's a big ESPN... one. It's a big one, but it's yeah. one. <laughs> it's, it's one set of highlight reels. ESPN is not good about baseball. I'm not going to defend them on that, but like, it, you give the social media managers a break. I can't believe that a baseball fan would be insecure. <laughs> Please like my sport. Please <laughs> give the social media managers a break. Lauren, a woman after my own heart. <laughs> Yeah, so much so much did happen since last time because like, yeah, looking at our, our notes from last time, we're like, OK, well, <laughs> Astros sweep in Texas, take a three two lead back home like Philly salvage one in Arizona, take three two lead like <laughs> oof, 
just yeah it's like the like tweets before a bad thing account mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah uh <laughs> well there, there was a one good thing and one bad thing anyway but um uh, I, I, I i want to check in though steven how are you doing can we get like a phillies post-mortem here uh it sucked hated yeah. it um do you i wish i could i wish i had Braves fans I could call to ask who I should be blaming this on. Um, what, what sort yeah, of? They're like they're like the advisors that we sent to <laughs> Vietnam you know? to teach them how to hate properly. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm just kind of blaming my team for not performing. That's it. I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna yell at the the format or the off days or whatever Good the for fuck you. or for yeah. or or have... sports journalists. Although I've not seen a ton of that. Yeah, I've not seen a ton of Phillies fans being like, no. fuck the D-backs, fuck the so-and-so. Oh. It seems like it, it was very like, you know, probably not healthy to be like totally inward facing on um, your criticism. You probably shouldn't, you know, hate your own, hate your own team too much. But mm-hmm. uh, it's it seems better than the alternative of, of blaming were, third parties. They were the Phillies were the better team in that series and they did not play like it. And that's why we're mad. <laughs> kind of makes them not the better team, then, doesn't it? <laughs> you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Sorry, I'm. That's really more of a, a dig at Dodger fans than at Philly fans. Well, we will talk about that stuff eventually. I think like format stuff, but I don't know if we even need to do that until we're done with the World Series. So good for the Diamondbacks. I'm I'm not happy they they beat us, but they haven't really done anything to earn a permanent blood feud that I scrawl uh, <laughs> in in the recesses of my heart unlike other teams that have eliminated the Phillies from the postseason. What if I said that the snoring dog is better than the Philly cheesesteak? Would that would that be uh, an unforgivable crime? No, because, I again, we've talked about this at length. I'm not, like, a huge cheesesteak proponent. What if I said that the uh, Arizona-Chicago-style uh, Italian beef is better than the uh, porchetta and broccoli- broccolini sandwich? No? Okay, no. I'll stop. I'll stop baiting you with Lauren. You, you feel way stronger about sandwiches than <laughs> almost anyone else, including the there people are... in Philadelphia who care this very deeply Phillies. about yeah, sandwiches. This is, this is my Phillies. There are a lot of ways to bait me uh, in this context, <laughs> but not with food. I don't care. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I mean, I'm still mad at Phoenix for annexing all the areas around it into its city proper, which put its population higher than philly oh yeah I- i'm still mad about that that's that's getting mad at real estate developers it's a mickey mouse population <laughs> it is <laughs> we should be number five not them yeah how much how many how many miles of uh metro rail have you built out in the last uh 20 years how many miles of retro rail do you have uh it's like i don't know 20 it's not a lot i'm just <laughs> <laughs> it has expanded fairly recently and i think that's nice i think that's nice too <laughs> um but are we done no i guess we're well, no, I, I, I had one follow up though. No, just like, yeah, but you have to feel good because they're not like, who are they losing for next year? Yeah, that's the other thing. It really fucking sucks that we didn't take advantage of this opportunity because who knows if we're going to get get another one kind of like uh, last year. But uh, windows open. Yeah, no, they like, got a good team. Mm-hmm. They're they're gonna have a very like you know similar team next year, so they just have an yeah. opportunity to improve from here. It's not like they're yeah. Are they going to be like facing any salary crunches or anything that's going to? Yeah. What do they actually have on the roster after after this season? Uh, uh... Oh, I don't. Th- salary 
Salary's not a That's problem. Not what you worry about. You're not thinking about like who's who's going into arbitration, who's about to, you know, go from costing two million dollars to eight million dollars. Not worried about that stuff, right? Our now. owner literally has gone on record saying, I don't care how much money I spend, I want to win. All right. So oh, like I'm not thinking about I'm not thinking about the 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 payroll. I'm thinking about who is going to play at what position because that is yeah. the that mm. is the concern. It's just it's a logjam. Any combination of trying to like add or even bring Reese Hoskins back or like figure out what the hell to do with Bryce Harper. Is he going to play right? Is he going to play first? Like all those combinations shift the entire roster around. And and uh, that's going to be an interesting thing to try to figure out. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but then at the end of it, you end up with the best possible thing. I mean, it's like you have too much too much good stuff going on. Yeah, I guess <laughs> that's not a that's not a real problem. Just like, oh no, my team made the NLCS. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what was me? Sorry, Steve. to kick you a little bit. Um, I'm I'm kidding. It's sad. I wish I wish that the Phillies had done it. I think it would have been would have been fun. Me too. Let's see. Then the the Astros. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny though that the the Astros went down and. You know, became the uh for the second time we have a seven game series where the, the the away team wins every time, and once again the Astros are on the wrong end of it. Uh, very funny. <laughs> Another Glorious. very very important thing that is warming me in the cold cold off season that came early is uh, Phillies rolled over and died, and it sucked. We had a much better time than Braves and uh, the Braves and the Astros. That that <laughs> shit was way more painful for them, and and I I love that because they deserve it. I, I do think it feels like a genuine weight off everyone's shoulders to not have that sense of inevitability in this series. Uh-huh. Last season, last postseason, the Astros didn't lose any games on their way up to the, nope. the World Series. They were at least a little more vulnerable <laughs> in this one, but it still was scary. Like. Once they just kind of kicked down the door of the Minnesota Twins and <laughs> who had just, you know, swept Blue Jays and stuff. And then they just marched there. And so, yeah, it is nice that they're that they're they're not in it. I will not be too uh, upset to not see the Astros in the World Series this season. <laughs> but I'm also happy that Mattress Mac will not be winning a whole bunch more money. Did you see that video of him? No. Oh, there's like a video of him leaving game seven, like shouting profanities at Rangers fans that were taunting him. He's just having like the George Santos breakdown, <laughs> like just having a meltdown. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, this is this is delicious content. Watch that. <laughs> Mattress Mac as George Santos is quite <laughs> quite the parallel. You're drawing. holding the baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think we said last week just uh every time that the Texas home fans are sad is good yes and oh boy oh boy that game seven the phillies game seven was like a a light like a like a candle (laughs) slowly going out you know you knew it was gonna go out but you had to wait for it to officially go out and it was just getting snuffed (laughs) um the astros game seven was like god i don't even know that was fun. That was funny. They were they lost that game in like the second inning. Uh, what yeah, was it? Like the, ten to 3, eleven to four. Eleven something to four. like that. 
And it's that each inning that goes by, it's like the chances of some kind of incredible comeback just do it. Like you already know it's unlikely. It just becomes mm-hmm. more and more infinitesimally unlikely with each out. And that's a very satisfying thing to watch as a hater. Yeah. Yep. Like the the fans streaming from the ballpark. Uh, yes. The video, there was another video of one of the ushers uh, like telling everybody to have a good night as they were leaving early. And they're all just, they all just kind of, give her a look but they don't say anything they just leave <laughs> they, can look, they gotta get up early in the work of the morning to go work at the climate science denialist factory okay like it's, yeah. it takes a lot out of out of them i guess we didn't really talk about the diamondbacks and the cs though at all we just talked about steven's feelings well no, they played like they played the Diamondbacks baseball they've been playing which is like yeah. really i'm sick of using the word scrappy so it's like it's it's small ball with also like power when they need it uh corbin carroll really great um Foolish baseball episode just out about how fast he is, and that's super fun to watch. He really came alive in that last game. Yeah, in game seven, definitely. It was not the best postseason for him, like up until then. <laughs> and then yeah, he kind of had a Corbin Carroll sing- game. Single-handedly yeah. won game seven for them <laughs> after not really doing anything the previous six, which is really it, yeah. cool. <laughs> if you yeah. want to win a game, win game seven. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, yeah, the D-backs, my impression of them are is that like you know they're really good at adapting to things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they I think got... Tori Volovello, I think, is a really pretty deft manager and has proven himself as such. Yeah, that brings us to the World Series itself at beautiful, uh, lovely Globe oh. Life Stadium. Ugh. Oh God, that is just—it's <laughs> such a hideous stadium. Like, I mean, I haven't been there, but on TV, it just does not look good um <laughs> nope. maybe like i'm very influenced by the first time that you know we really saw it in like the world series in 2020 where it was empty and you know dark and uh it was a really weird world series you know it was just a weird year for everybody and like yeah i don't know it just i maybe that just really did not endear it to me at all but god it just doesn't look good on screen I'm like kind of indifferent to it. I have I have more tolerance, I think, for indoor ballparks than the two of you. So it doesn't really. I get where you're coming. You definitely, from. definitely do. do. Yeah. <laughs> I've just I've just prepared myself for the future. Yeah. I know that you. I know that you're a fan of Chase Field. Um, I think it's hideous too, and yeah. I did not like watching those three games there in the NLCS, <laughs> and I'm not. I mean, it's nice. It looks nicer than Globe Life by by a lot. Yeah. No, I think it's Chase is one of the better indoor state, better looking indoor stadiums. Um, it's got that kind of cool, like weird feature where they can like open up that side panel. I think that part kind of looks cool, but like it's just it's different anyway than most of these like domes and sheds. Yeah, I I think the split uh, roof model looks better than like the tr- more traditional like solid roof dome. I think that's pretty indisputable. The Rogers Center is like the only dome stadium that I like. And that's because you go to a lot of games there. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Looks nice. The Trop is hideous. Whatever the hell they're calling it in Milwaukee is hideous. I have a a (laughs) non-stadium point of comparison between the two uh, teams, if Mm -hmm. we're interested. I've done my usual digging uh, as the... uh, food and drink correspondent of the podcast let's go what each team is introducing uh for the world series yeah i sent a a link in our chat earlier i found the the phoenix one too 
Okay, great. Uh, yeah. So let's 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 talk about these. Let's talk about the food. This is important. This is what you come to batting around for. So the Rangers in true Ranger style, they've long been innovators in the enormous food, uh, enormous hot dog, enormous sandwich domain. That's always kind of been their shtick since they introduced the boomstick a number of years ago. Yeah, they uh, when when the twins signed Nelson Cruz, they brought the boomstick up here. Yeah, a, a beautiful yeah. Uh, cross-cultural exchange. Um, yeah. <laughs> for $250 in the World Series at Arlington Park, you can get uh, the three-strike lobster roll, uh, which is a huge lobster roll with beef tenderloin on it. Uh, on a red bun, they dyed the bun red for some reason. Also included uh, the boomstick burger, which is two foot long beef patty with nacho cheese, chili, jalapenos, and onion rings. And then the classic boomstick hot dog covered with nacho cheese, chili, jalapenos, and caramelized onions. I don't think any of this sounds very good. I've had like little bits out of a boomstick before uh, when they had them at Target Field. Like it was fine, but yeah, I don't know. I had friends that I'd go with to games that would like always get one and split one. Or like, I know one guy that would always at the, towards the end of a game, he would get one and bring it home because oh. it came in like a it came in like a little oh sure uh, like a carrier thing with like a handle. Yeah, <laughs> so he's just <laughs> he eating that for the rest handle. of the week. No, you just like have it at home with like his girlfriend or something. <laughs> oh, okay. I, whatever floats your boat, I guess. It's weird. Yeah. But like, I was like, man, a bunch of nacho cheese on like onions and and jalapenos <laughs> and stuff. Like, uh, that's not gonna travel well. On no. like a huge hot dog bun. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. no, it's weird. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of the people who are going after the high, you know, the the novelty items like this are doing kind of similar weird stuff. Yeah. It, it's either like a big group friend thing or um, just ex ex eccentric weirdos. It's weird. I haven't done one now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. I I can't imagine going to a playoff game and being distracted by a large messy food item. <laughs> like yeah i would I, I would have to eat it before the game because like when the game's like okay like yeah i don't want to be distracted and covered and shit and have to like go to the bathroom to like wash my hands <laughs> and then yeah. like digesting it for the rest of the game just letting yeah. it sit in your stomach like that two pounds of like chili i <laughs> floating around in there that's texas excellence that they could just do that and be fine just go about their day uh <laughs> wolfing down like a, a giant pile of beef slop and then just like getting right back up the next morning and, and going to work in the oil fields. That's what sets them apart. I have to try to get John Bonus from the Gleeman and the Geek Twins podcast on here because he did, him and his some of his friends did a thing. They documented it on Twitter where it was called like the 9 by 9 challenge where in the course of a game <laughs> oh, from first that. pitch until the last out, you have to eat nine hot dogs and drink nine beers. Uh, oh. yeah, over the course of one game and like he did it and some of his friends did it some of them puked uh, uh, yeah but i would i would love to talk to him about this I would, yeah there's <laughs> psychology sure. happening there that i think is, is worth for interrogating sure, for sure but anyway there's a time in my life i could have done that but not not for a long time now yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway <laughs> uh, is there anything else from the texas one that's all i found for texas okay. uh arizona has some pretty actually i think much more pleasant sounding options if i'm yeah. being honest i'm i'm i was already biased i think the concessions that uh for the dfx games are pretty good but these these all sound pretty excellent okay cajun shrimp fries okay love it instant win yeah, yeah that sounds great pork belly bon me hot dog i'm there yeah that just sounds like a sonoran dog made uh slightly different uh in just as delightful way mm -hmm. uh the one i'm not crazy about millionaire steak sandwich it's like beef tenderloin black truffle cheese sauce uh don't mushrooms 
garlic or bay leaf. I don't don't need black truffle at the ballpark ever under any circumstances. I, I don't much care for truffle to begin with. No, and like uh, at I'm a ballpark, come on, no, no thanks. Don't need it. Don't need like truffle fries and shit. I don't, I don't like it at all. No, not a fan. Yeah, there's a couple other things. Oh, then uh, apple pie chimichanga actually sounds really good. Sounds like an app, like a McDonald's apple pie just okay. raised to the to the tenth okay, level. Let me read that. Oh wow, it's more elaborate than I thought. Uh, yeah, apple ap- pie, crispy flour tortilla, cinnamon sugar, caramel, vanilla, frozen yogurt, cracker jacks, strawberries, and whipped cream. That sounds like a lovely treat. Cracker jacks. Yeah, a little bit of yeah. crunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great <laughs> idea on, on your apple pie thing. So like that. Sweet. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. It's a lot of sugar. Yeah. It, it, oh yeah. <laughs> like, that's it's also a deep fried burrito. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's like it's it's an apple pie. It doesn't say like apple pie filling and then a crispy flour tortilla. It's like no, it's an apple pie and then they like then put in a tortilla. That's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> that's when I would enjoy one bite of it and be like, I'm done. Thank you. Ugh, yeah. The only other yeah. thing I want to highlight uh, here is the cactus cooler, which sounds lovely. This is the the new oh. beverage they're offering. A uh, refreshing blend of fresh whole. lime juice, prickly pear, and watermelon vodka. Yeah, all right. That sounds great. I love pick prickly pear juice. What is prickly pear juice? It's it's juice from a prickly pear. I don't know cactus. what a prickly pear is. It's a cactus. Oh, like a literal cactus? Yeah. You can eat cactus. It's good. Oh, you just eat that? I mean, you, you, you remove the seeds and then like boil it and then you can cook it a bunch of different ways. Huh. Yeah. Seems like a lot of work to eat cactus. Like, well, it's the desert. There's not a lot of like, you know, there, you take what you can get. <laughs> yeah but like you're also at like a ballpark you're like it's not like you're just like oh we have to <laughs> it's a scavenge for our food here like you're in fucking fallout new vegas or something like <laughs> I... <laughs> i'm just saying don't don't sell no 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 polish uh no polish short there a lot of delicious cooking you can do with that yeah i gotta say the diamond packs ones look a lot better just because also none of these are like hey guess what you gotta eat a whole yard of it like <laughs> yeah yeah these are sensible portions for sensible people yeah not not these just pigs from texas <laughs> they're very they're they take their they take their uh food waste very seriously oh yeah like how many of these like 250 dollars lobster rolls or 100 dollars beef shanks or whatever it's just like yeah we had like i don't know i'd say a third of it <laughs> and then it was then that's it like uh, or how many of these are just going up to the box seats? Yeah. Like the, the lobster thing is in particular just what turns me off of the whole thing. Like I, there's really amazing seafood in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. Lobster is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because it's expensive. That's the I think yeah. that's really the only reason they did yeah. that. It's just like, let's make something that's $250. <laughs> Typical American decadence. No need for it. Anyway. That's not the only thing that uh, <laughs> that the Texas Rangers have done to offend my senses <laughs> and sensibilities. Great transition. <laughs> so when I turned on game one, you know, 20 so minutes before it, they're doing the player introductions and fucking Creed is playing, of yeah. course. It's instrumental, you know, no lyrics going, but... Well, they, you know, like, oh, shortstop, Corey Seager, blah, 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 like doing all that. And it's just like, God, like extended version of Higher by Creed instrumental. And it's just like, this sucks. Uh, this is already not good vibes at all here. And then I really and then I wasn't aware of who was throwing out the first pitch. But then I see 
Derek Jeter interviewing George W. Bush. Mm. And I was just like, oh, these are just horrible vibes are like on top of this already. We already had to see W on screen a bunch during the ALCS. It was not fun. Didn't like it. And then he fucking gets to throw out the first pitch, just like the, you know, the 2001 World Series. Mm. And like, Diamondbacks, like you have to do it again. Like <laughs> you have to, you have yeah. to do it again, please. Once, once again, redeeming whatever's good in this country oh. by defeating the the demon George W. Bush. I hate him so much. Yeah, every fan base has their highly visible, like repulsive fan. We all want to go away. The the D backs one died, so you know that's another point in their favor. <laughs> that is that's a great that's a great is point. That McCain or who is that? <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. like a big booster of the team. He was like the opening yeah. games and yeah. Um, we gonna see Megan McCain in any of these? <laughs> yeah, she. Can, yeah, I, I did. I did make that joke that I was like, okay, the three at Arizona are gonna be like Sheriff Joe, Megan McCain, and Kristen Cinema. Like that's gonna be <laughs> our that's gonna be our Arizona ones. You stack those three on top of each other. It is a, like that's only like like point six like George W. Bushes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. It's, yeah, not I mean, even close. Like the the vibes of last year's World Series shifted horrifically when fucking uh, Samuel Alito showed up. Oh, that was God. that oh, was. Yeah, such... You guys deserve to lose after that. One. That was such a bummer. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. That sucked so much. I, I, Samuel Little alone is probably like a, a a sixth of of a bush. Oh, easily. Yeah. Yeah. And, maybe, and there's a non zero chance right now. There's a non zero chance right now that um, Clarence Thomas is camping in his RV in the parking lot outside Chase Field. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is just circling. In a private jet, like that's some billionaire owns. He's just like, yeah, I'm just. Gonna, this is my apartment now. It's just a jet that we, <laughs> we fly above the Northeast. It lands when I need to go do something. <laughs> no, that was so. That was awful. But the game, the game was great. Yeah. Anyway, I think it was probably the most exciting World Series game since like maybe 2019. Just as like really a one off, because it, it, the D backs looked like they were in control for most of the game, but it was close. And then just this incredible like walk off. Um, first the Corey Seager home run, then the walk off. Yeah, uh, just super yeah. dynamic and great game of baseball. Yeah, absolutely. Also, ten walks. The D backs walked ten players. That's like that's crazy. That's hard to win a game when you. Do that. Yeah, <laughs> no matter how good your hitting is. I don't want to look up that stat, but just like all time, you know, Major League Baseball record. How many how many teams that walk ten win? Damn. <laughs> Tough break for Zach Gallen. Yeah. We all feel really terrible for him. Oh, I thought you weren't holding Philly's grudges. Oh, no, I'm holding a grudge <laughs> against him specifically. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, he hasn't he, really done well enough this postseason he is, to not earn that. He is from here, but likes a shitty cheesesteak spot and also yeah. rooted for the Cardinals, even though he's from a Philly. We talked about oh, it. Lauren, you're the only one who cares about sandwiches. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Except when it's Pats, that's fair. That's a that's a it's an yeah. offense to sandwiches everywhere. I get. But where you're no, though. What what pissed me off was after they won, he was like, he was like clowning on Phillies fans on Twitter. I'm like, bro, they won in spite of you. You did nothing. <laughs> you did. You had a five ERA and lost both the games you started. Sit the fuck down, <laughs> fucking asshole. So That's yeah, fair. no, I I I am extremely <laughs> invested in his failure specifically. 
The rest of the Diamondbacks have fun. Merrill Kelly looking like that one fucking dude from Shit's Creek, you weirdo. Uh have fun. Go for it. Uh that other guy who just looks like a toddler, go for it. Um I, I don't he's the only one I dislike on that team, and it's not because he beat us it's because he's ta- like running his mouth get out of here oh my god yeah merrill kelly really does look like chris elliott he, yeah, yeah it's, it's shocking is... it's shockingly weird <laughs> i don't know it's how great. i never put that together but <laughs> holy fuck he does that is very funny which is so much better as like the elder millennial uh version of uh who's the guy in the um rays that looks like um Killian murphy Silly, yeah. Oh, Glasgow. Just a much like if you're like five to ten years older, uh, <laughs> the Cillian Murphy reference, the Chris Elliott reference kills. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Glasgow does look like yeah uh, Murphy. Yeah, for sure. There was other great smack talk that we, we got to circle back to in game two, uh, or rather Twitter based uh, good good digs. We we have to go back to, but game one, yeah, awesome game of baseball, really really great. After like okay after the George W. Bush throwing out the first pitch and the creed, I was just like, I need Texas obliterated. Like, I need them. Like, yeah, I want this to just be a route. Like, every single game. I want, them to, I want, I want the, just a dog shit World Series where they get punished for this. But <laughs> didn't happen. But the upside of wanting that is like, okay, that was a good game. Like, I could be like, all right, yeah. at least that was fun to watch. Because yeah. <laughs> that was like, yeah, that was like, it was such a fun game to watch. <laughs> Great way to spend my Friday night not going out. Yeah. Uh, Corey Seager rules and Adolis Garcia is fucking incredible. I yeah. Those yeah. those home runs were so much fun and so easy to get me to not think about those other things about the Rangers for a little bit. <laughs> and if you're a D-backs fan, even though it was a loss, you got to watch your team like go up against a really good pitcher in Nadia Ovaldi and just like shell him. That's yeah. super fun. Yeah. A guy who, who looked really sharp at the start of the game and who was dealing through, I think, two or three before they really kind of started hammering him. You know, he's this kind of like living legend for the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know, too. So like that was that's a great sign. Like even if you lose that game, that's a great sign. Absolutely. Rightfully so. Yeah, he, he's been amazing in the postseason and they just shelled him. It was fantastic. Game two. I did not get to watch game two because I actually <sighs> left my apartment and went to a, a Halloween party. Same. Uh, where I was the only person without a costume because my costume didn't fit right. Uh. Finally. <laughs> I uh, I did. I did watch this one. Uh, I had plans. I just I was too wiped out after doing other things earlier in the day to go out, which is yeah. it worked out because it was a, a really fun game of baseball again, both because Chris Elliott threw seven dominant innings. <laughs> yeah, the guy because... cabin boy uh, just shoved. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my Chris Elliott frame of reference is uh, I love the movie Cabin Boy when I was a kid. Oh, so have you ever watched like remember him? He used I mean, it was it was a long time ago, but like I've you know only seen it from clips and stuff. But when he was um on David Letterman, it was like mm-hmm. a gag where he would yeah go and talk and be like yeah I'm the intern here and talk in there. Uh, this thing that like Jimmy Simpson did later too, but under the name like Lyle the intern. But like I don't know, he was so funny when he would go on Letterman, like when yeah. he was really young. Yeah. He was the fugitive guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's so good. When I see him now, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's rolling shit. But like my first exposure to him and what I probably most 
associate him with his scary movie too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably it for a lot of people our age. I think that's probably their their first ref like reference to him. Yeah. Yeah. That or yeah. like maybe Groundhog Day. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Groundhog's Day. Mm -hmm. If you caught it on like cable. Yeah, yeah. That's the first movie I remember like seeing oh. is Groundhog's Day. Uh <laughs> I remember going to it when I was like little kid with my older brother and his friends, like his friend and his friend's mom. And we were we went to the drive-in that just closed like last year. Oh, uh bummer. went to the drive-in over in uh Minnesota and like had they had a old Chevy Suburban with a mattress in the back. Oh <laughs> like, hell yeah! And like backed it up facing the screen and watched and like Groundhog Day. It's like one of my earliest memories. <laughs> he's got one of the funniest like uh, filmographies I think of all time because like, he's been mm -hmm. in some objective classics like The Letterman Appearances, yeah. uh, Mr. Show, um, Groundhog Day. He was also in like The Abyss and Manhunter. Like, yeah, and, and Kingpin, I think, is a really good movie, too. I love Kingpin. Oh, God, he yeah. was in Manhunter. Yeah. <laughs> but then also he was in fucking Nutty Professor 2, The Clubs. <laughs> <laughs> and Osmosis Jones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We should be talking about a really exciting game of baseball, but I think we have a, a little bit of... Jane and I at least have a little bit of fondness for Chris Elliott. We need to work out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, really a lot. I love Chris Elliott. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is also because I don't, I don't love Shit's Creek too. Is no, the no, thing. like I don't, yeah. don't care for it much, but yeah, I love that man. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but this is also the Tommy Fam game. Yeah, the Tommy uh, Fam. Yeah. I'm so happy that Tommy Fam got a game. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm very happy for that man. He's had a, he's had, a, he's had a tough time. <laughs> Yes, yeah, and he finally gets to play in a World Series. It's great, and he's he's proving that like sometimes you just need a like a way too intense, quiet guy on your team to really just go off. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I think if if you were interested in like betting and running the odds, credit to to friend of the pod Doink Patrol for pointing this out. <laughs> At twelve thirty two a.m. last night, uh, after Jared Carabas had posted uh, a clip from the game after uh, Tommy Fan had been called out. Um, stealing uh, on a, a, a second base. It wasn't paying attention and got caught on second base. Jared Kervis posted, I'm no lip reader, but that looked like, attaboy, you dumb fuck. Tell us how you really feel. Supposedly credited from the pitcher, uh, Jordan Montgomery. 12.32 a.m., Tommy Pham responds with uh, the write that down memo emoji. Nothing else. <laughs> so if you're, if you're a betting person, if you want to put some money down, now would be a really good time to put a bunch of money on Tommy Pham being the World Series MVP. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. there's a non-zero chance this man goes four for four in every game uh, for the rest of the series. It's true. This is a man who <laughs> who literally like put up fists over a, 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 a fantasy football baseball meme. You, <laughs> you do not want to cross him like this. Yeah. I, I really admire the Diamondbacks' commitment to uh spite and pettiness as <laughs> as fuel for yeah. success no tommy fam is like charging up like dragon ball <laughs> <laughs> right now for sure i see him i think i think he's probably the d-backs piccolo i think that's safe to say yeah he's the piccolo of this team okay. quiet knows his business yeah. you don't want to mess with him yeah corbin carroll yeah, is curling course. this is all this is all early in the the show when they, their power level are still relatively even Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Martez Goku I've decided I'm doing this all on the fly <laughs> I could like I said I couldn't watch last night's game 
but I was checking on my phone as often as I could. And it seemed like it was a fairly close one for a long time. But then when I mm-hmm. actually like drove home and got, got back up to my apartment, I put it on with, uh, you know, two outs left in the bottom of the ninth. It was like, <laughs> oh, no, does, doesn't doesn't look like it's a very great game, though. No, it was it was the best possible outcome for the D-backs and for like people like casual watchers of the game because it was relatively close into the deep innings. Mm-hmm. And then like the bullpen was either going to turn over to um, the high relief guys uh, for the last couple outs, but they, they tacked off enough insurance. It's like, oh, OK, we'll just let uh, the guys who need to work some stuff out here uh, pitch and give uh, the gink and um, uh, seawall the night off, which I think is probably really great for them going forward. The country has fallen in love with a uh, character known as the Gink. <laughs> Ginkle Fever is sweeping the nation, baby. Gink, Gink Fever is sweeping the nation. <laughs> <laughs> I was also early on this one too, for the record. You absolutely were. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you've been you've been a big Ginkle head for a long years time. now. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm glad he's finally getting the recognition he is he is owed. Yeah, as a guy who was a good pitcher with a funny name, who is now a great pitcher with a funny name. That's the best. <laughs> That's all we want from our pitchers. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got the hell World Series already here. Yeah, so far it's shaping up to be a real classic. Yeah. yeah, I was trying really hard to like figure out who I'm rooting for, and I even like made like a pro and con list for each team. And really, ultimately... you had to like you had to do like a plus and minus like chart. I get it. This. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean. That is a that is a huge compliment to the Diamondbacks because like nine times out of ten I'm like oh you beat us fuck you hope you lose <laughs> but now I'm just like yeah don't really know it, it's pretty even and I like that it's yeah. you get you get a team that's never won or a team that hasn't won since they saved America a few decades ago I don't know the last time I went into a World Series being like you know I don't really care who wins i just want this to be a good series and these are good these are fun teams was 2017 mm-hmm. uh <laughs> i went into that yeah, yeah. one and I kinda then, it for the you. astros yeah. were spawned of it so <laughs> i see where you're coming and that, from and the problem with that is that like because i don't have any strong feelings either way it just means like i didn't watch the game last night i didn't check the game scores i learned what the score was this morning on this call um i'll tune in when i can but i'm not like clearing my schedule for it it's just like okay have fun i'm watching everyone that i can i'm watching them all yeah Yeah. i'm having a great time in part because i think we we have to mention this um one like neutral uh, observation thing that's very fun about that we haven't mentioned is the sheer number of bunts uh last night Oh, were there just a ton of them? <laughs> there were so many bunts. It was like four like sack bunts in the series so far. It's insane. Evan Lagori put out his first sack bunt since like 2014. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool. Emma Bachelary has a great article she just put up about it earlier this morning. Fantastic. Awesome. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 this is the first and only time I'll ever see this. I kind of wish A Rod was in the booth to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just get A Rod's reaction to all the bunts? Like... It's, I, I think I don't say this with, with, I say this with a lot of hesitation. I think it's just the sound of a, a strange man orgasming over and over. <laughs> a man who never bunted in his career. Just, just going haywire. His, 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 like all of his, all of the nerves in his body going off at once. No, we don't need A Rod to be that happy. I don't want that. <laughs> oh, actually, I have one more oh. thought about bunting. Okay. 
this isn't going to happen. This isn't a, a, a discourse I've actually seen. But one of the buns laid down in the um, was in the ninth, uh, eighth inning. Uh, it was when Lourdes Gurriel uh, set down a sack bunt to advance the runner who scored uh, one of the later runs. And I'd really like there to be a discourse about like, they don't need to be doing all that, all that sack bunting in a blowout. They don't need to flex like that. Yeah. It's like, it's like swinging on a three Oh pitch when you're yeah, up a bunch yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 That'd be very funny if it's like, Oh, you don't need to be like grinding so hard for the small ball <laughs> shit when you're up by seven runs or whatever. And yeah, that's that very fat, funny. That, those those flashy singles yeah get out of here with that that's a really good point that you never hear anybody being like well why are you even just trying to win more while you're while you're doing this it's just like they just don't want you to do it by like hitting home runs or stealing bases as long as you're not doing like those flashy cool things you yeah. think that they would like stealing bases too because that's part of the small ball at all they they all fucking jizz over like why are you putting down bunts why are you uh, choking up on the bat? Why are you doing all that stuff when you're up by more than four runs yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Take a take a strike. Don't foul off four balls. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, mailbag. Yep. Mailbag. All right. Uh, we kind of talked about this one from Laz. Would the Arizona Diamondbacks going 2-0 in the World Series where George W. Bush throws out the ceremonial first pitching game one cement their credibility as the most leftist MLB franchise? Uh, no such thing, but uh, <laughs> that's the the closest you would get. Maybe would have been cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they could. I mean, like, yeah, they could. They could do it. I think. Yeah, though, we we need them to to save the world again for sure. Yeah, I I I do think if 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 we're actually looking at in like a real politic perspective, the, their only member of DSA in professional baseball, as far as I know, uh, never played for the Diamondbacks. So <laughs> <laughs> this one's from Adam. The 1987 Twins are the only team to win a chip with a negative run differential. The D-backs could could become the second. Does Jane want the Twins to keep this one a la the 1972 Dolphins? I'm going to need more context on the 1972 Dolphins. They went 14-0 and and then won the Super Bowl. Oh. Okay. And so I think it's a very funny thing to compare... <laughs> like, <laughs> historically amazing undefeated team to the 1987 twins who i think won like yeah 86 games or something and <laughs> had a negative run differential but won the world series i would think it's more like the opposite where like you're the only people who did it before everyone was doing it so your yours is more special automatically because yeah. the new format change the sure. format change means it's going to happen more often than it ever did before i think mm. so i think that that's very true yeah there was only what four teams got into the playoffs then so yeah yeah also you don't need to gatekeep the embarrassing records they're, they're fun in their own way but they it's don't true. we don't need to make them hold them on a preciousness it's true no i would be i'd be proud of the diamondbacks it'd be a welcome to the club sort of thing uh scrappy just like us there's that word again <laughs> we should make uh like uh the um spray the spray on t-shirts um with like the uh, twins and the Diamondbacks like walking into the gates of heaven, like when someone in a big family dies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to commemorate it. This one from Guy Incognito. If you took two evenly skilled teams, but one was composed entirely of good vibes, only himbos, and the other one, the other, a bunch of play the game the right way cops, who would win a best of seven series? Uh, the Houston Astros won that last season. Yeah, yes, they did. We have, to, <laughs> yep. we have definitive proof of that one. We have, yeah. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> Thank the you for reminding really... me of last year's guy, uh, last year's World Series guy incognito. <laughs> that was a, that was a, a gag, but I don't really think of the Astros as like play the game the right way guys. They're like bitchy in their own way. I don't think they're like rules cops necessarily. 
Who are no. the rules cops of, of baseball? Uh, I think like a Yankees, I guess. I don't know. It, 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 it's, it's, it hasn't been fashionable among players in a while, I think. Yeah, who are like the... you don't really see people throwing at players for like disrespecting the you know bat flips at this point. Yeah, like remember. Uh, well, I mean, you saw that in the ALCS. Uh, I mean, yeah, but that was. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that one. Astros definitely had that for a while, especially when like Brian McCann was on their team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same thing when he was on the Braves. Like he's <laughs> like he's very much like that. Like, like I I I figured at some point like. Brian McCann's career was going to end because like he stood his ground at home plate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he like actually had a gun on the field. Yeah. That's how mad he was like all the time. Yeah. It's not so much anymore, but they're, they definitely like the Astros have had that in recent times anyway. Uh, the thing is like AJ Ellis was another guy like that. Like we came out more so after he retired that he was like, like he was the one who was always like calling uh, Dodgers beat journalists uh, to like re- report uh, like bitchy things about guys in the clubhouse who weren't like being respectful enough. So like that's I think that just like comes down to one or two guys in each cl- in, in, a, in a given clubhouse. Yeah, you yeah. Just yeah, kind of yeah. ruin the vibe for everyone else. I think so. Weird, they're always catchers. <laughs> like that, or they're just Josh Donaldson. Like <laughs> <laughs> that was a big big thing. Like that a lot of players, like Twins players, would say going into the 2023 season, they'd be like. Like, it was always like a wink wink nudge nudge thing where they're just kind of like yeah I think we're just going to have a lot better vibes this year <laughs> <laughs> and they did yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they yeah they, they really did uh, or into the 2022 season I should say that was when they fleeced uh, the Yankees <laughs> <laughs> so funny I think that that's probably going to do it Tuesday should we do the watch along uh yeah. tuesday's bad for me monday would be better tomorrow you mean yeah okay i can do that all right well the, <laughs> you heard it here folks uh monday night we're gonna do the watch along for the world series game so if you're not signed up on our patreon go to patreon.com slash batting around get signed up there uh you'll get all of our bonus episodes including the one we just did on the movie night game uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it is really <laughs> It is really worth the listen, especially if you're interested in uh, fun facts about the Astrodome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not if you're not if you're really curious about the movie. Don't bother watching the movie. Don't bother watching it. Just listen to us good. talk about it. It'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, yeah. Go to Patreon.com/slash/BattingGround. Get our previous bonus episodes that are all very fun, and then get access to our patrons-only section of our Discord. Uh, and you can watch the game with us tomorrow night or tonight, I should say. I think this one might be going on Monday. So Monday night, World Series watch along. You'll right. know about this before you listen. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Jealousy, hey jealousy, hey jealousy.